You have reached the Geek Elite. Good luck. When in doubt, headbutt it out. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back to another episode of Love of Pages. I can get the right podcast. What are we doing today? We are doing the third installment of Hope Never Dies. Mm-hmm. Bum, bum, bum. It, it, the bu- the Our, book by the author. What's the author's name? Schaefer? Andrew Schaefer. Andrew Schaefer. Yeah, Andrew Schaefer. Yes. The first in a series. Because mm-hmm. yes. there, there are more Biden, Obama, detective <laughs> I've seen one book. other one suggested. I don't know if it was just the two. Um, he is also, I think there's a third one that's supposed to be coming out. Oh, interesting. Because I did see that the author also did one that, that stars the other president, unelect. <laughs> oh. oh, my. <laughs> so we, we are recording this on the heels of inauguration. <laughs> we, we successfully made it. There was a transfer of power. Joseph R. Biden is our 46th president of the United States. He signed 17 executive orders on his first day in office. Mm -hmm. And he failed to live tweet Fox and Friends. He did did also remove the Diet Coke button. There was a red button on the desk that just when you pushed the button... A, a cert, like a, a butler man would walk in carrying a diet coke. So like this is this is just a cool factoid for a president that will come up however long from now. Um, but yeah, that happened. Someone went into the office and they were conducting an interview with him and everything. They're like, we were so curious about what the button did. It was this red button. It's like a brown box, like a wooden box with this tiny little red button in it. Uh, and then. Sure enough, at some point in the interview, he pushed the button and a man speedily came in and delivered a Diet Coke. Oh, my God. (laughs) Speaking of uh, demands for drinks, (laughs) (laughs) in honor of the new 46th president and in the third segment of this book, we are consuming ice cream. I, in the form of a milkshake, it's a Hagen does chocolate milkshake. Jessica, what are you mm. drinking? Mine is a almond milk based ice cream, chocolate dark truffle, dark chocolate truffle Fancy. with some almond milk ready whip on top. And <laughs> and because it's drink night and uh, like probably an ounce of Kahlua. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, mean, I have takoyaki ice cream. So it's, it's, it's a little fish-shaped waffle cone, and then inside there's vanilla ice cream with chocolate syrup. I like it. I like it. So that is grab cute. your ice cream and join us for the end of this detective adventure. So I'm trying to remember who... Did anybody guess it right? Did any of us have... I did. You did? I was between Esposito Esposito. Is it Esposito? Whatever. I was between the female cop or the other cop. Mm. And I feel like it's probably because if it's a drug thing, it's probably also a dirty cop. Like, it's just... (laughs) Like you do. Yeah. I I did not have this right by any stretch. 
I was still thinking the other guy was suspicious. He was suspicious, <laughs> but that was only to himself. Yes, that was completely. Well, I mean, yes, but no. In any case, let's let's get into the plot so that our listeners can stop guessing at what the hell we're trying to say. Um, and I just made this an unclean episode. Stephen, bleep that out. <laughs> Wait, you can't say hell. Yeah, that's okay. Words. That's hell is okay. fine. Listen, Wait, we're, ta- we're taking we're taking the Joe Biden ice cream thing too far by bleeping out hell. <laughs> so when we last left so last week we ended with the yes we can speech Mm -hmm. yes where they were going to they were going to give up on this hunt but they decided to keep going and the way forward was to go to an outlaw biker gangs clubhouse without any backup (laughs) is there any other way to go to one of those places (laughs) because these are two of the most brilliant men (laughs) our country can produce (laughs) and it's disconcerting it wasn't a good plan nope (laughs) it wasn't a plan i liked i liked the way that we had we ended up splitting this book into the parts that we did without knowing mm-hmm. the content of the book. It was just <laughs> splitting them up by sections and it worked out wonderfully. Yeah. It was it literally me going, Hey, this is 300 pages. Let's just do 100 pages. Mm-hmm. Let's just figure out where that lines at the chapter. ends. And it, it was perfect. This was a ride. This was just- quite a ride, but so they go to the clubhouse and Biden decides to go in and is shocked and upset when Obama doesn't just follow him in through the back door of a clubhouse with murderous bikers. Yeah, he tells I mean, him, he, he doesn't like, stay outside, I'm going to take this one <laughs> or whatever. No. Yeah. No. He, he thought they were both going in, but it turned out just to be Joe Biden. Really? I thought, oh my gosh. No, I swore he said like something like, I got this. And uh-uh. Obama was like, okay. Was, was that the, was you that go. the one later? Because there, there was some situation that he also like vented to Barack. He was mad that he didn't go in. And he was like, yeah. No, you told me to wait back here. Was no, that, that was, was that, that was to meet up. That was, that was to meet up. That was the ice cream scene. That was the ice cream scene. Oh, no, this crazy. one, Joe was like, we got to go in. And Obama's like, no, we need a plan. No, we, we need, need to plan. Back door. And Joe's like, we're, we're going through the back door. We're just going. I'm done waiting. And then he like goes. And Obama's like, no, wait. wait. He slips on his Ray-Bans. I remember that. That yeah. was the yeah. line that stuck out. I slipped on the Ray-Bans. And Next just, paragraph. <laughs> just okay. I know this, is, this is outside the story of the book. But in the book, they, they use the Ray-Bans a whole lot. And in yeah. SNL, watching Stephen Colbert, when people do parodies of Joe Biden, it's always yeah. with the sunglasses. Is this a, tr- a trait that you guys were like, yeah, that's a big Joe Biden thing before like this year? Because I did not look at this as a big Joe Biden thing. Uh, no. I don't know where the Ray-Ban thing came from. I don't know where half memes and stuff like that comes <laughs> from. I'm so valid. Ready. Although, can we all appreciate Bernie's mittens yesterday? Yes. Okay, that one's good. That one's all over the place. I do know where that one came from. <laughs> but 
But in any case, I personally liked his <laughs> description of the fact that it is not like the movies when you walk in and it goes <laughs> silent. And he's like, no, no, no. The music keeps playing. Yeah. But everybody is now staring at you with guns raised. <laughs> I was surprised the author didn't make more of a thing about the music that he chose to have play in the background. Because it was right. like no one to hold up, no one to fold up, no one to walk away, no one to run. And it's like, I I feel like Biden would be more self-aware about this. Like, maybe I should have folded and walked away. <laughs> yep. But so... Yeah. Nobody recognizes who Biden is, <laughs> even though it's his home state, and he's very offended, but also <laughs> trying to stay calm. And then Obama waltzes in, and everybody's like, oh, "It's Obama. Obama with a sawed-off shotgun, yeah. <laughs> just with a sawed-off shotgun that he collected from somebody else." And then Obama talks them into giving up their person. And, well, for one, Joe Biden gets told off, hey, you're the guy who almost backed into me. He's like, I did not. You were following us. He's like, no, you literally, like, almost backed, backed up and almost hit me. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, well, I mean, I didn't really look. <laughs> Which is what precipitated the whole chase thing that happened in the previous mm -hmm. section. And then now led to them coming here, besides the tattoo on the one priest guy's arm. Yes. So then there's then they try to figure out who it is that was the priest in uh Darlene Donnelly's room. Mm -hmm. And Joe's like, "Well, he had a tattoo on his forearm." <laughs> it's like everybody like, mm -hmm. in this room has a tattoo on their forearm except <laughs> the two of you. <laughs> like, you're it. <laughs> but they finally figure out it's a tea swizzle. Yeah. Tea swizzle. Which, you know he is not high level in the gang. Like, if your nickname is T Swizzle, like mm -mm. you are not being welcomed into the gang. Off of based off of Taylor Swift. Uh huh. So. Yeah. That's, I always thought it was it was weird that it was Taylor Swift's nickname because a swizzle stick is a thing that you use for tea. So I was always I was thrown <laughs> off by this. Yep. So somehow they get the biker gang to agree to let them kidnap T Swizzle. <laughs> it wasn't a somehow, it was that it was Obama. <laughs> that yeah, was like, somehow. It was some it was, well, And it was Obama, <laughs> but it was Obama like slightly pretending that like SEAL Team Six was gonna drop in and was yeah. like waiting just outside. Like yeah. Yeah. one of the Clearly they're not the brightest bunch. One of the best written chunks of dialogue in like the whole book. Because uh, <laughs> they're like, that's the man that killed that, that's the man that killed Osama. And then um and Joe, Joe Biden's like, Well, I mean, SEAL Team Six and Obama just like covers him like is waiting outside. Waiting outside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fine. And Obama's like, What the fuck are you doing? Stop. <laughs> So they uh, get T Swizzle back to uh, Joe Biden's storage unit, mm -hmm. and they begin to question him. And they first have to lay ground rules for the questioning. And the Good one ground up. rule is no torture. That's <laughs> that's the ground rule. No torture. <laughs> Which the, the the length of the conversation necessary to determine. No torture. It's really 
really a bit much. It's a bit much. Well, it was talked about <laughs> quite a while during <laughs> politics. The whole Gitmo thing. I mean, that's fair, but it's not like either. Of course, no torture. We don't do that. Oh. (laughs) Advanced interrogation methods. There we go. That's what it is. (laughs) They didn't even really get anything out of him either. (laughs) Except for the pocket watch. Mm -hmm. Oh, right. He did have the pocket watch. Engraved. But yeah. Anyway. Um. Yeah, because Tease was like, well, I was just there because I was buying drugs. Biden's like, yeah, BS, you've got no track marks. Like, yeah. No way. And then he was again it Biden uses that did his. That part? I use Obama. Well, Obama pulled the sleeves up. Mm. Yeah. And they were like, but just no the one marks. who asked to see the forearms. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and anyway, in any case. They end up getting distracted because Biden gets a phone call. It says, mm-hmm. if you want justice, meet me at the ice cream parlor in an hour down on the river walk. <laughs> yeah. Which is just like, really? Okay. <laughs> okay. Sure thing. So they go and they get dressed in new disguises. Yeah, Obama's in a tap-out shirt was my favorite part. <laughs> um, and they go down to the Riverwalk. And that's where Biden says to Obama, no, no, stay in the car like he told me to come alone. <laughs> Which he then gets mad about later that Obama didn't disregard <laughs> that request and follow him. And it's like, what do you, you can't you you're a grown adult, like you got it. Whatever, I'll just sit here, listen to some uh-huh. jams. <laughs> so Biden goes up and orders ice cream, mm. and his contact turns out to be uh, Abby Todd. I Abby forgot Todd. her name for a second. The private the- investigator for the life insurance. Abby Todd, yep. PI. Abby Todd, PI. And you get her whole backstory. You do. You do. She's like a little Nancy Drew. It's so adorable. During that part, I was really like, "Are they? Do they just write other stories? And then if those don't become anything, they just use those as side characters and the other stories." Yeah, that was one hundred percent my thought during that. (laughs) Although I did totally, I did definitely start to empathize with her in terms of the. I'm so young, nobody else, like, takes me seriously. And then also Biden's like, I'm too old for this. She's she's only, like, 24. Yeah, she she wasn't old enough to vote for him either time. And he's like, even in the 2012? (laughs) He's like, nope, missed it by three days. It's like, oh my god, you are so young. But... I could definitely that that exchange I could definitely empathize with because I was like it definitely been on both ends of that spectrum. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I used to feel the first part a lot more, and then now it's more the second one. Where I, as, I'm, <laughs> as I'm doing a lot of things for my job, I see birth dates, and I'm like, "What? How was this person for college? No, no? yeah, yeah." <laughs> <laughs> it's the thing. It's the thing. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, or like, you know, every the fact that for all high schoolers, 9-11 is now a historical event. Yep. They weren't alive. Yeah. It, that's insane. But mm-hmm. also, I'm like, it's great. We got to that point and people still talk about it just like everybody said. Yep. Huh? Well, it's just like our, our parents' generation with John F. Kennedy or with, you know, the attack on Pearl Harbor before that or, yeah. you know, what have you. But in any case, she gives Biden some really bad news. Basically, that Finn was running drugs, or at least mm-hmm. the DEA was looking into him for trafficking in drugs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Biden takes this really hard. Like, everybody's kind of been telling him that's probably the case. Yep. But he takes it so bad. Like, just awful. And so he gets back to the car with Obama and basically, like, blows up his friendship. Like, we're not friends anymore. I don't want to talk to you. It was very... Very like, dramatic. Very, like, very... preteen girl. Like, <laughs> like ah, I'm angry about something else, so I'm going to take it out on you, and I don't want to see your face anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Never talk to me again. We aren't friends. Done. No so, more. <laughs> from there, uh, Biden drops Obama off. And he goes back. He starts to go back home and then he's like, oh, shoot. We left T-Swizzle in the storage unit. <laughs> like, yeah. we should probably deal with him. So he calls his buddy Dan and turns over T-Swizzle to Dan's custody. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, here's the handcuffs. I have a gift for you. And Dan's like, okay. a gift? <laughs> like, Really? Yeah, I've got one of the Marauders <laughs> handcuffed in my storage, storage unit. What was the other word for the Marauders? Like the the other part of their name? It was like a two word name. Oh, it's like Hell's Marauders or something like that. Like yeah, when, yeah. When they said it, I was like, "That's what Marauders was short for." Okay. Did they have to shorten it? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, but. And I did love at first that Dan was like, you have one of their bikes in there? No, no, no. I've got one of them. I I kidnapped a person. Like, let me just admit to kidnapping and false imprisonment. Like, it'll be fine. It's fine. It's fine. So Biden passes out and then he wakes back up. Well, we get this weird dream chapter with Obama writing a white unicorn mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> some was, sort of which, fever dream it was named after the suv i like yeah that yeah little beast yeah mm-hmm. little beast yeah anyway so, but, well, by, by that rule he named the unicorn that he was riding on in joe biden's dream after his wife's suv yes <laughs> after michelle's suv i love it But so in any case, Biden goes to sleep, he wakes up, Jill is nowhere to be found. She's gone out for boozy brunch, mm-hmm. which I fully appreciate. 
<laughs> it's bottomless mimosas, so be back. <laughs> I really the so. sprinkling. I love the sprinkling of First Lady Dr. Jill Biden in just, in this mm-hmm. in this book. It's just this night. Like every time she like pops up, it's like yes, because that's how I want to live my life. Well, you, I I want to be you. <laughs> in anything that happens where it's like, well, she wouldn't go and talk to Joe about like. I hear I left you frozen peas for your injuries, but also I got to go leave. Like, I feel like there's got to be a first lady crime solving novel also in here. And that's <laughs> why we don't see either of them. Her and Michelle are just cleaning you. But, you no, know, like they, they they're closing like know. 20 cases for every yeah. one that Obama and Biden <laughs> close. They're, they're running bets on when Biden figures out what they already know. Like, yeah. it's just to find out. Let's see. We figured this out in like one day. They're actually great friends Let's with see. Esposito. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's who she's drinking bottomless mimosas with. Just yeah. They're just waiting. Jill's like, just like I had Esposito in class. I was one of her professors in college. Like, <laughs> do you not remember her showing up to dinner at our house multiple occasions? <laughs> but in any case, he finally decides to open the fan mail sitting on the kitchen table because he can't bear to get up and move to go find something else to read. And the letter he happens to open happens to be the like confession letter from Finn Donnelly. Confessions. Yeah. And and Biden's like, oh, that's what the map's for. (laughs) He needed my address to send me a letter. Which was like, it was an interesting leap to take. Yeah. (laughs) But in any case, it basically tells Biden that he got roped into trafficking drugs because he needed to pay for Darlene's care, mm-hmm. but that he knew that there were, there was, or at least he'd been told by the marauders that they had protection from the police. Mm-hmm. So he couldn't go to the police, but he had felt so guilty about it that he actually hid the last duffel in the lost and found in Baltimore. Yep. And Biden's the only one that knows about it. So Biden decides to go rushing off to Baltimore (laughs) because he can't tell any of the cops and why on earth he can't go tell the Secret Service or the DEA. Yeah, just tell the DEA, bro. Like, never know. But (laughs) he's like, no, no, no. I must see this through by myself. So he goes down to Baltimore. And he's Sneaking around lost and found trying to get this lost black duffel that's got no other markers on it (laughs) from lost and found. He finally gets it, gets into the uh, bathroom stall and it's gym clothes. (gasps) But then it's also there's a a can of monster energy drink. And this is important because apparently the thing Biden and Finn like got became close on was the fact that neither of them drink alcohol or caffeine. Yeah, so they're they're following the word of wisdom, <laughs> as we all sit yeah. every week drinking alcohol, and all of us consume. Uh, I don't know what you're talking caffeine. about. Yeah, the second part of the caffeine, absolutely. The first part, I would never. 
<laughs> that is true. I thought Joe Biden did drink coffee, though. I thought I read it when I was looking up stuff for what to drink, and I thought it said Joe drank coffee and Obama drinks tea. <laughs> like, okay, cool. I don't know. But like, some people don't consider drinking coffee drinking caffeine, though. But they consider energy drinks drinking caffeine. So, I mean, to be fair, if someone gave me the option between the two. If it was just like, which one do you need to have, like, go-go juice right now? Like, I'm going for the energy drink. If I want staying power with caffeine, it's it's just coffee. There's a different yeah. quality of caffeine. I Listen, mm-hmm. if you want to get Stephen Clark's caffeine podcast, you subscribe to patreon.com <laughs> slash geekelitemedia. Leave us a note. <laughs> anyway. So, the energy drink is the clue, and he opens the energy drink like a pop-top. And there's, even though it's supposed to be carbonated, which I don't know, somebody who doesn't drink energy drinks and is of a certain age, how they know that energy drinks are supposed to be carbonated, but that's fine. Um. I still think, I think there's, there would still be like a, like a pop if it's still a pressurized drink. Like even if, even if it's like a a Thai tea or anything like that, it still has that kind of crack to it. Yeah. It's not like a fizzy bubbly thing. It's just. Pressurized, yeah. pressurized, but yeah. To, but, but like to that point, though, like that's that is the 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 logic that they cite in the book. Correct. In any case, makes no noise, and he opens it to find little baggies, a little baggie of or little baggies of what we later learn to be fentanyl. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. So. Biden panics (laughs) and he jumps back on the fastest train back to Wilmington because again, he can't contact the Baltimore PD. Apparently he can't contact DEA. He can't Mm -mm. contact secret service. Mm -mm. None of these people. Like, (laughs) Must do it all on his own. He must do it all on his own. Well, so he's sitting on the train Minding his own business, sweating bullets because he's so nervous that somebody's going to discover that he's got drugs on him. I mean, that's the appropriate reaction. So call the DEA, Joe. <laughs> and then a mystery man appears. Mystery man. And he's a mystery man for all of like a paragraph and a half. But yeah. mystery man appears, flashes his gun. Makes Joe lift up his shirt, and we find out it's Dan Caparotti. Mm-hmm. Surprise! And Surprise! He, he's totally like <clears throat> he's okay with the fact that the person started the conversation and everything with him with the gun and showed him the gun. Like that would color the entire rest of that interaction, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it was meant to be more like Joe saw the gun instead of it was flashed at him. But hmm. the way it's written is it makes it seems like it was flashed at him. Yeah, because he like lifts his shirt to show him that he has or th- that he sh- lifts his shirt and he sees the gun. But that could have been yeah. misconstrued by Joe in his innocence um, as like, oh, no, no, like he's showing me how to lift my shirt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But in any case, Donnelly starts asking him about the letter and about the drugs. And he convinces Biden to hand him the letter. 
mistake? Mistake number one. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> well, actually, more like mis- mistake number 100. But... Yeah. Joe keeps <laughs> making them. <laughs> it's, a, it's a little rough in this, particularly in this section of the book. But so they, so then Kat, Dan tries to convince Biden that like, look, it'll be really bad if we like go forward with bringing this up. Like we could just, it could all just disappear. Yeah. And Biden's like, yeah, no, I'm not comfortable with that. Like, let's go down. Like, I know it's going to blow up, but like the truth is worth it. <laughs> and then Dan kind of like looks at him and Biden's like, you know what? I have to pee. <laughs> <laughs> I have to I have to go to the bathroom. Bye. <laughs> and so he gets up and he or, heads to the restroom. The, the, oh. They had the conversation uh, about what the drugs were in. And then the guy spills the thing about oh, the right. energy drink. And then Joe's like, I didn't tell him about Wait the energy drink. Wait a minute. I didn't Hold tell him. Now. Yeah. How does he? I got. I got. I gotta go use the Joe Tingle. <laughs> I have to take a Joe Tingle. <laughs> I have to take a Joe Tingle. <laughs> so he goes to the bathroom, and he tries to call Esposito, and he tries to call Obama. And I love the fact that we learn later that he did not bother to leave voicemails to either of these people. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's who has like, the time? No, you know he, he's a millennial, millennial at heart. He's like, ah, oh, voicemails, no. No, no one's going to check those. <laughs> it's probably no. full anyway. They're always full. <laughs> neither one neither one answers, so he hangs up, and he's like, well, who do I call? Oh, I'll call the Wilmington Amtrak station and get the manager, Gary, to stop the train. Like, or to clue him in, because I don't want to clue the conductor in, because I don't want to turn this situation bad, and I don't want, like, mm-hmm. Dan to shoot anybody. Which yeah. is, like, the first, like, okay, now you're doing some two-step thinking. Yeah. This is good. Crisis mode has kicked in. You're now like thinking all the way through these lines of thoughts. Proud of you. Um, <laughs> the attorney in me is like, good job. <laughs> but in any case, he goes to call and his phone's dead. And he's like, all right, I didn't charge it last night. Charge your phones, everybody. Drink water, straighten up in your chair at home, and charge your phone. Charge your phones. Charge your phones. So he starts going back to his seat and Dan's not there and the duffel's gone. Or yep. was the whole th- or just the can? Just the can was gone. Just the can. Yeah. That's right. Just the can was gone. So Joe then starts trying to find Dan. Mm-hmm. And again, why he doesn't bother to tell any of the conductors (laughs) or anybody else on board, (laughs) we will never know. But he starts going through the cars and he gets between the last two. And he gets blindsided and gets pinned up against the wall and it's Texas. Mm-hmm. One of the marauders. <clears throat> and he's got Biden pinned up against the wall. And Dan does the whole supervillain thing and kind of like just spills all the beans, puts all the pieces together, yada, yada, yada. And Biden's like, okay, I just have to 
make it to the station. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just have to make it to the station. Because if he tosses me out here, like, I'm totally dead. Which is apparently not true, but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> well, at the po- at that point, at the speed they were going. Uh, yeah, it's true. They were going yeah, faster. Yeah, the train was slowing down later on. To about a third of the speed it had been at when Joe made that statement the first time. But in any case, <laughs> Biden realizes he's running out of time and takes that point to headbutt Texas. <laughs> in the when in doubt, headbutt it out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we should be advising people that, Jessica. <laughs> No, no, no. Headbutt. If someone's got you pinned, get out of it. Who cares how? That's the problem. Well, no, I'm, thinking, I'm just thinking more in general, the blanket statement of like, when you're when in doubt of doing anything, just headbutt your way out of the situation. Like, okay, yes, no, if somebody's if, got if you you're pinned. you're stuck and pinned, don't <laughs> yeah, think of the logical, butt. I'm going to punch him, do whatever. Headbutt no, no, to no, the no. nose. <laughs> like, but just the, the, like, just blanket all the statement. <laughs> Bite the ear. Everything. Just do everything. Get out of it. (laughs) Everything counts. So at that point, Dan Cabaretti throws Biden out of the train and Biden grabs onto the side of the train. And it's flying like a little fly. And (laughs) And I'm like, I totally didn't bite any of this portion. Like, I'm like, this is so baloney. Like, if someone throws me out. Like I'm, I am a much younger person than Joe Biden, and like if someone threw me out, that's it, guys. Yeah, no, like that's that's just not a thing. Anyway, so in in this fiction, Biden holds <laughs> on, fiction. and he's slowly releasing each finger is falling off, and mm-hmm. as it's falling off, he's down to his last two fingers, and he's holding on for dear life. And Texas reaches out and grabs him mm-hmm. and pulls him in. Like he had, like, he had a moment where he thought he was going to like long live the king. Him. Oh, yeah. He really thought that for a second. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> yep. But turns out Texas is a undercover DEA agent mm-hmm. with the Marauders. Yay. And they had put the Marauders in as a sting. Um, And it turns out that what had happened was Finn Donnelly had been recruited. He had been trafficking the stuff. And then when he left the duffel in Baltimore and wrote that letter to Joe, the Marauders figured it out. Dan figured it out. So they went to his hotel room to rough him up and ended up killing him. And they said it really graphically in this. They did. They did. I was not going to get into those details. Um, also, we don't have that kind of time. No. Um, <laughs> so Dan cooks up the idea that they will put him on the tracks, put some heroin in his pockets, and it'll just get written off as a drug-related death mm-hmm. or an accident. Um. And Alvin did kill himself, but Dan was there when Joe found the body. Yada, yada, yada. So after Texas pulls Biden in, and they kind of get this brief rundown, Dan comes to, because Texas had knocked him out, Mm -hmm. and pushes Texas out of the 
train, mm-hmm. but the train had been slowing very rapidly. Because for some reason, for some reason, Biden doesn't know what's going on. Maybe because the doors opened. Maybe mm-hmm. he did. He doesn't know. But the so at that point, it was only going thirty miles an hour instead of hundred miles an hour. But he's pretty sure Texas is probably dead. Yeah, I think they said that um, he hit rocks. Yeah. So in any case, Biden is now standing between Dan and his exit. <laughs> And he's like, I got this wall of buttons. If I hit the right one, I can lock him in here with me. So that sounds like a good idea. But if I hit the wrong one, I open the door behind him and then he can just leave. (laughs) Now, what do do the people at home think happens when Joe pushes a button? (laughs) Now that you've been yelling at your car screen, yes, you are correct. He pushes the wrong button and opens the door behind Dan. Actually. Um, And so Dan goes to jump out right into another train going the opposite direction. Yeah. He like hops out and he's like, he's like flip, like he's like giving him like a salute to Joe like in this like final bad guy moment. And then just bap. Bye. Bye. Yeah. Gone. <laughs> just, so oh. they stop just the train stops just before the Wilmington station and who should appear but Obama and Steve, because Steve somehow managed to make it out of the hospital in under 48 hours after, you know, gushing <laughs> a bunch of blood and probably mm-hmm. severe internal organ damage. But that's fine. Um, and it turns out it is not because Obama got Joe's message since Joe didn't bother to leave a voicemail. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it was because Steve had started calling the DEA, figured out what happened. And with the voicemail, they pinged Joe's phone. Which I'm like, if his phone was dead. They could have done it earlier on. Yeah. Because I had the same thought for this one. Yeah. You can ping it to the last time it had charged. Mm -hmm. Especially with the kind of pinging they were doing. The super secret government kind of pinging. Yeah. As as long as (laughs) it can find your previous charges. It's why everything tracks you. Yes. Mm -hmm. And in Joe's case, it didn't track him. (laughs) <laughs> but in any case just as they're about to celebrate and they've notified the helicopter to go back down and find Texas Dan's mangled body comes stumbling up and out of the train <laughs> and he pulls a gun and Steve shoots him but not after he shoots Joe well, right Joe, in his Joe medal does- of freedom it's yeah. a gun, and he dives on Obama. Yeah, to sa- he saves <laughs> I got <Mary>. you. <laughs> and then it's very much a, wow, you're so lucky. Am I? Boom. Broken metal freedom. I, that was my favorite part. Like, that was that the part, best part. I laughed. Like, I, I, was, I was working with my, my window <laughs> open here, and anyone who happened to walk by would have heard me just go, ha! <laughs> <laughs> But in any case, Joe has a very touching moment with Esposito, who refuses to say sorry or thank you, but Joe understands, and it's I fine. <laughs> um, they give their statements, and luckily, we get our epilogue three months later. Nobody brings Joe or Obama or the Secret Service up <laughs> in anything. Mm-hmm. Um, DEA is able to shut the Marauders down. And Obama 
comes to the Bidens for dinner. Yay. Yay. <laughs> and Jill is mad at Joe, which he knows because she's doing the dishes. Yeah, normally it's his job. She only does them when she's mad at him. <laughs> yep. <laughs> which doesn't make any sense, well, I, but I, okay. So I, I, had, yeah. I had this thought. She's like, um, he's like, so what, what, what did I do? And she's like, what? Sorry. Can't hear you, Joe. Water's running. Water. Yeah. <laughs> just like I hard like, stare. No, I can see it. Water's running. Can't hear you. Or just like trying to like wash away your anger. <laughs> just, I get it. It could be something just, that like calms her down or something. I, was like, I guess maybe the problem is, is that I hate doing the dishes. Yeah. So I'm like, how would that be a punishment to you if I have to do the dishes? Like that's a punishment to me. <laughs> but in any case, he and Obama make up and then he has Obama change the light bulb in the hall bathroom and Obama has to ask why Bradley Cooper is up, the picture of Bradley Cooper's up on Biden's dartboard yeah, and it's like one of the last scenes he's like it doesn't matter, not anymore because <laughs> they're it best friends again not anymore and then the epilogue is Amtrak Joe riding the Amtrak to go play golf with Obama. Mm-hmm. Yep. With his buddy Barry. Uh, and getting to take selfies with more conductors. Yeah. <laughs> so, at this point, do do either of you think that you'll go and pick up the second book in the series? Honestly, if I need... Maybe. Up to again? Yeah, I, if I need a very light... I mean, I didn't... If I needed a really light read... And something I knew was going to be funny. Like, yeah, I probably would. Like, not I'm not going to immediately go out and get it, but like, I'll definitely think, oh, I could use mm-hmm. a presidential yeah. mystery right now in my life. And I, and I definitely feel like this is a book that I would like gift somebody. Yeah, like if that makes sense. Because like a lot of times, like there are books that I'm like, I I really love this book, but I'm not going to gift it to anybody because you have to really be of a certain mindset in a certain Mm -hmm. place. Like you have to, this is one of those books. And I'm like, no, no, no. I could literally just hand this to anybody. Yeah. I I don't know. And everybody would find something. I love like even last time you gave me that illustrated copy of Grey's anatomy. I I loved it. It was great. (laughs) I learned so much about the human body. (laughs) I mean, I have to build my apocalypse team and I needed a doctor on staff. So (laughs) <laughs> it only seemed appropriate I, I already know CPR and basic first aid so uh, we're yeah. going to compete for this one <laughs> all I know is I'm the weapons expert it's fine <laughs> so final thoughts how do you think I it was, turned go ahead it was just fun it was just such a fun read I and I'm so, I don't know. I think it's just such a great book to have on your shelf in general. It's just a real conversation starter as well. And it's just, and it actually was a fun read. Like actually, the writing actually was pretty good. It was cheesy, yes, but it was good writing still. So, and, I, and like even the, I think I read the, um, I never read the acknowledgments 
And the only reason why I actually read it was because I caught that the first sentence said they say nobody reads the acknowledgement acknowledgements page, but you, you're not nobody. So I read the whole thing. Yeah, I'm not right? nobody. <laughs> and it was adorable. It actually was a really cute acknowledgement. And I'm like, yeah, I should probably read more of those. It's adorable. But <laughs> yes. Yes. No. Steven, what about you? Uh, no. So I did not enjoy this book in a massive way when we first started it, mostly because of the audiobook for this one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't think I could do that. Was that later on? And that, that's the whole reason I was doing the terrible old man voice earlier. Like, it's not because that's what I think Joe Biden sounds like. That's what the audiobook reader <laughs> thinks he sounds like. But no, um, as, as I was listening to it more and more, obviously, for this podcast, like, I picked up another book that came out last week. <clears throat> and mm-hmm. you'd think in my downtime I would go to that book f- to listen to something. No, I wanted to listen to this one more than the other book that I picked up. Mm. So, wow. whatever that says about it, there you have it. There you go. Yeah, no, I I have thoroughly enjoyed this book. I was very thankful when my I, I truly appreciated my cousin gifted this to me for Christmas a couple years ago, which is how I ended up reading it the first time through. So Jessica, thank you so much <laughs> for giving me a reason to read it a second time. Um, Cause I, it, it's just, it's so funny. Yeah. It's so lighthearted and funny. It's so ridiculous, but it's so lighthearted and funny. Anyway. So with that, dear listeners, when you rejoin us, mm-hmm. I guess we're going to take a week off, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The yeah. time for people to pick up the book. The next, so we're going to take a week off and we will be squarely in Black History Month when we rejoin you. Mm-hmm. So, in honor of Black History Month, although we don't need a reason to read this next book because I'm actually really excited for it. Yeah. We are going to be reading The Water Dancer by, and Stephen's going to end up helping with this, Tanahesi Coates. Yeah. Close? Yep. Okay. No, that was good. Donna Hesse Coates, who, thank you, Stephen, apparently was writing the comic books for Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Is what she cool. said. Yeah. Um, and and now, this is. Go ahead. Now, now they are very much like an author who is like very much like coming to their own. Like it's an award winning yeah. book and everything. And it is also a textured cover, which always gets my attention. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, sorry, I I got ahead of it. (laughs) It's 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 his debut novel, um, and it takes place. So the premise of the book is uh, that our main character was born into slavery during the antebellum South, um, and he ends up with a ability. For one, he's got a photographic memory. And for two, he can, in fact, basically, my understanding is, is shrink the distance between bodies of water or utilizing bodies of water so he can help people get long distances in very short amount of time using this power. So I'm very much looking forward to reading this book. And I'm also very much, I think we all are looking forward to, we will have a special guest with us next book. Who could it be? Oh, 
the lovely Naima Deport. Deport? Yep, Deport. Yep. Right? The, per- the person that should have been on this podcast from the very beginning. Yeah, she really should have. She really should have. But she was not into recording with us at the very beginning, mm-hmm. I feel like. So we've now talked her into recording. So we will be having her on as a guest and then possibly talking her into staying. We'll see how yes. that goes. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see how persuasive we are and how persuasive you are, dear listeners. So come back and join us in a week's time. Please go pick up the water dancer and we'll see you back. Jessica, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter as JM Bailey writes. And Stephen, where can people find you to debate the uh, benefits of energy drinks versus coffee? <laughs> you can find me on Twitter as Peppermint Gent, which is short for Peppermint Gentleman, which you can find me as on all other social media. And you can find me with the rest of Geek Elite Media at Geek Elite Media and our Facebook page forward slash Geek Elite Media. Archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts can be found on our website, geekelitemedia.com. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcatcher so that other people can catch us. And until next time, this is the Love of Pages reminding you to always keep turning those pages and always remember to... Geek out. Geek out. Geek out. I waited longer and I was still early? <laughs>